What is up, guys? Sumi here with Thoughtcast, and today I'm going to talk about how to forget that person. You're here at this episode right now because you want to forget somebody. Somebody is in your life right now that has hurt you, that has betrayed you, that has lied to you, or maybe you just don't like this person and you want to let them go, but you have an unhealthy emotional attachment towards this person. Keyword, unhealthy. It's not bad to have emotional attachments towards people, but when they become unhealthy, whereas you become a prisoner of your own emotions, that's where it becomes bad. So right now, in whatever situation you're in, you are infatuated with this person. You are fixated with this person. You are obsessed with this person. You are needy to this person. You are available to this person, but you don't want to be. Logically in your head, you know that this situation is not good for you. But emotionally, you keep going back to it. You keep opening the door. Maybe they say whatever they want to say and you let them back in. Maybe it's just because you can't be away. Maybe because you've been with them for so long, you can't let go. It would devastate you. You've poured so much of your personality, your life, your value into this person, into this relationship, into this partnership, into this situationship, whatever it is, that letting go would cause you to effectively lose a part of yourself and you don't know what to do. Well, I'm here to help you in this process and to help you navigate this difficult road and this difficult moment in your life. First and foremost, I want you to understand that you have the ability to love. That's a very important thing to understand. That's a very powerful thing to understand. You can love somebody. You can care for somebody. You have the ability to care for them. And I'll tell you this right now. First and foremost, you need to understand that you are able to love them right now, but you also were at one point not in love with them. You are also at one point okay with just being yourself. You are also at one point okay with just being solo. So there is hope here. It's not that your entire life has been with this person. It's that you started liking them, they created some attachments towards you, there's a spider web of emotions with their friends, family, relationship, hobbies, whatever it might be. There's a lot of things that tie it to this person, a lot of confounding variables. So you have to learn to detach from each one of these confounding variables and start to gain value back in yourself. So I want you to understand, moving forward from this, that time does not heal everything. A lot of people say this, time is the healer of everything, but time erodes the idea that you need to be fixated on them, but time does not actually deal with the problem in, at its core, right? But time does not actually deal with the problem at its core. Think about it like this. If you're dating somebody and this person broke your heart and then you go into solitary confinement in a prison, hypothetical situation, the moment you come out, when you see them, those emotional triggers will re-trigger all that attachment back towards the initial emotional state. So it's not that time heals everything. Time allows us to slowly deprioritize this person you know, out of real need. Your biology starts to understand this person is not around anymore, and attraction is built on proximity. Long distance, no contact, creates detachment. It creates a deprioritization of the fixation of this individual. So part one is limiting contact. You must limit contact with this person. You must not engage with them. You must destroy and eradicate all evidence of them in your life. Get rid of the photos, archive, delete the text, do whatever you gotta do. Because the moment that you see this person, your brain does not understand that this cell phone is a cell phone. It thinks that, oh my God, this person is here. And it re-triggers all those emotional pathways that cause you to like this person. 60% of your brain is wired for visual chemistry. So when you see this person, it thinks that they're there and it starts those cycles again. When you talk to this person, when you see them at work, it's gonna think, oh my God, I need to love this person. That's why employers don't want employee to employee relationships. There's a reason for that, guys, because when things go south, which they often do in a lot of relationships, the majority of relationships fail, guys. The person can't work, people become unfunctional. There's problems, there's drama at work. No employer wants drama at work. So stop dating people from work. It's the number one dumbest thing that you can do. Oh, we, we work together, it's wonderful, it's great. You know, me and him will get along. 
It'll be amazing. We'll have so much to talk about. No. First off, you're going to get bored with them because you see them every single day. You're going to get tired of their presence because there's so much overload from them at work and outside of work. And then when anything goes wrong, you're not going to have a place where you can retreat and really carry your emotions on by yourself. So don't date people at work. There's a reason for that stuff. You don't have to be mean when you limit contact too. So you can say, hey, look, I don't think us seeing each other right now is beneficial for me and you. Or you can even take it a step further and say, look, out of respect for the future partnerships I'm going to be in, I don't think me being in contact with you is respectful for that situation because nobody wants to talk to another person that's still in communication with your ex. Imagine you're on a date. You're talking to a girl or guy, and they say, hold on one second. Hey, how's it going? Yeah. Yeah, I'll be there later. Yeah, sounds good. Okay, that was just my ex-girlfriend. You know, we're going to hang out later. How would you feel? Major red flag, right? Major no-go, right? Exactly. You do not want to talk to somebody that's still talking to their ex because that door has been opened. That I love you has been said. That let's be together forever has been thought. That conversation about kids has been investigated. You don't want to engage with someone that's still keeping in contact with their ex. Moral story. So whatever you got to do, limit the contact. Number two, you've got to seek comfort from friends and family. Look, having a social circle built out will really, really help you in this. When things go bad, you have to lean on friends and family. Human beings are social creatures. We function in a hierarchy. We function in a population. And this is the problem that a lot of people do. They date somebody and they go completely ghost. How many of you know people like this? I do for sure, where I'll see them, oh yeah, well, I won't hear from them and I'll assume, okay, they're in a relationship because when they get in a relationship, they go completely off the grid. But then they come back a month later, a year later, and they're like, oh my God, he broke my heart, she broke my heart. And I'm like, where have you been this entire time? And they expect me, in a sense of friendship, to be there for them. And I'm happy too, but at the end of the day, where were you this entire time? You keep making the same mistakes of cutting off your social life when you get in a relationship. You never cut off your social life when you get in a relationship. That's one of the dumbest things that you can do because when things go bad, you need people to lean on. When things are going good, you need people to experience it with. And your relationship is going to blossom and bloom when you allow yourself and your partner and everybody around you to really experience love, chemistry, and just organic connection. That is a very powerful thing. You and your partner should be hanging out with your friends. You and your partner should be around each other's social circles. And you should be allowed to hang out with your friends and do whatever you got to do. That is what healthy relationships are about. Don't listen to your girlfriend. She's saying, don't hang out with your friends. Don't listen to your boyfriend if he's trying to control you and not let you hang out with your girlfriends. That's the dumbest thing that you can do. There are certain activities that you should not do. Don't go out with your girls and be clubbing and looking promiscuous and being provocative. And don't go out with your boys on a boys night to go hunt for single girls. That's not good to do, right? I'm not saying that. But you should be able to hang out with your friends. So maintain those social circles. Maintain those non-romantic emotional connections. That way, God forbid, if something goes bad, you can fall back on them. You can lean on them. You can talk to somebody. Your friends are really going to be great for you when things go bad and you want to get over somebody. Because number one, they're going to distract you, and they're going to show you that organic human connection and conversations can be had without the compartmentalization of a relationship. Next, number three, I'm going to tell you this right now. It's not going to make sense for a lot of you. Write it down. Write down why you don't like them and how they make you feel. So for example, say they were always on the cell phone when we were at dinner. They were always on their phone when we were eating out. Write down that you don't like that because you want to feel intimate with your partner. You want to have a conversation with them and let the paper to pen flow and talk about how it made you feel. It made me feel unwanted. It made me feel like the conversation on the phone was more important than me actually sitting down. It made me feel like our quality time could never be enjoyed. It made me feel like if we have kids and a dinner table, we can't actually enjoy dinner as a family. He's always going to be on his phone. Talk about how it made you feel. The because is so important. And when you write things down and you add a physical action to a thought and emotion, 
That's what's going to help you get over it. It's going to allow you to understand your behavior and it's going to allow you to visualize how you need to move away from it. When you write down the list of negatives from the relationship, you can look at it, you can refer to it, and you can really understand this did not make sense for me. It's a reminder for you consistently. Another thing I'm going to tell you to do is make voice notes for yourself. Make a voice note from you to you saying, Hey, Sarah, this is me talking to you. You don't need Brian. Brian is not good for you. So on and so forth, whatever the names are, because that is a powerful way for you to distract yourself. Only you understand the emotions of the relationship. So talk about those points in a voice note to yourself and listen to it when you're going to sleep, when you wake up in the morning, when you're in the shower thinking of them, when you're driving your car and you're thinking of them, when you have a break at work and you can't stop sitting around and just fixating on it. Listen to your own voice talking you out of your own insanity. It's so effective and nobody talks about this. But here's a gem for you. Do it now. Number four, you must understand emotionally why this relationship is not going to work for you. You must also paint the positive to yourself about not being in a relationship. See, you got in this situation right now because you were emotional. You led with emotion and then you justify with logic. The only way you're going to get out of an emotional situation is by also being emotional when you walk out. The same way you got in is the same way you're going to get out. So you've got to talk about the emotions of being single again, of being happy again, of being in love again, of being with someone that loves you and reciprocates to you of being with someone that actually cares about you, that listens to you, that is empathetic, that is nurturing, that is loyal, so on and so forth. You've got to be emotional about the positive sides of being single. This is hard to do right now. I get it. But you have to force yourself to do so and write it down, pen to paper, and make voice notes. So when you do this voice note, it's the negatives of the relationship and the positives of being single, the positives of someone else being better for you. Now, last but not least, this is probably the toughest thing to do. Surround yourself with positive energy from the opposite gender or for the same gender if you're swinging that way. So if you're a guy that likes girls, surround yourself with feminine energy. Start going out and just hanging out with women. You don't need to take them on dates. And if you're a girl, you can start hanging out with guys. You don't need to hook up with them. Just start surrounding yourself with masculine and feminine energy, whatever makes more sense for you. Start surrounding yourself with this energy to allow you to deprioritize this person that is the fixation of your biology, that this is the only masculine energy or feminine energy that you need in your life, to a new person that's going to give you that energy. When you get this energy from different sources and you surround yourself in this way, it's going to really help you. This incongruence with working out, looking good, diet, health, exercise, elevating in life is going to allow you to attract high quality meats in your life. You have to start closing the loop. You have to start talking to other people. A lot of times people tell me I'm not comfortable talking to people. Look, I understand it's tough, but you have to get comfortable getting uncomfortable. You have to get in the process of redefining what masculinity is, what femininity is, what that energy that was loving you is in your life right now because your brain is seeking it. Your brain is seeking that stimulation, so you have to displace it in whatever way it can. I don't mean that you go out and hook up with a bunch of people. I don't want you to do that. That is not productive either. Do not have relationships intimately or sexually or even emotionally that you will regret that you are not truly invested in. You need to heal. But it's okay to surround yourself with people that are going to love you, that are going to give you attention, that are going to be like, hey, are you single? Yeah, I just got out of a breakup, but we can hang out. We can be friends. That's totally fine. There's nothing wrong with that. As long as you set the boundaries up front and they know what they're getting into, that's cool. You don't have to jump into anything, but you need to start deprioritizing that. So that being said, Outside of all this, like I said, you need to be working out, focusing on your health, your diet, your fitness. Get those positive endorphins in your body. Feel good about yourself. But if you want to let go of someone and you're unable to really find that magic trigger or that magic formula, there's a link in the bio below somewhere. You can book some time with me and I'll talk to you one-on-one about how you can move away from this or you can join some of my programs that I'll have listed below. That being said, guys, until next time, Sue me out.